This is Face to Face Celebration Church. I'm your main man, Manly Miller. Got the People's Pastor Dennis Watson with me. And this week we're talking about having an effective life at work. That's sometimes a very hard thing for people to do who are Christians and those who are non-Christians as well. Yeah, but I mean, the reality is we spend about a third of our lives right. at work if we got a full-time job, right? You spend about eight hours sleeping, about eight hours working, and eight hours doing other things. I mean, that's a... It's definitely a major part of our life, and of course, we can't make it through life without the income that is produced from our work that pays our bills and sustains our family. And so it's important to have a good perspective regarding our work life, but it's also important uh, to have good priorities in our work life as well if we're going to be a witness for God where we work. So the reality... Is, is that God wants to use us right where we're at, where we work, where we find ourselves, but there's going to be certain things that we need to understand and do if we want to represent the Lord well in our work life. Well, you know, I'm not sure everybody really thinks about representing the Lord well in their work life. It seems to me a lot of people are one way on Sunday and another way on Monday. Mm. Maybe in the way that they talk, it may be in the way that they dress, it may be in the way that people they hang out with. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, we're supposed to be good representatives of Jesus Christ. Again, not just when we're in church, but when we're at work as well. And oftentimes, that's the place where the witness of Christians really falters. So really, we have to have a missions mindset towards right. our vocation, to where we work, the place of our employment. We need to see it as, man, this is where God has placed us and put us, and He wants us. He wants to use us to reach the people that we work with. I think if we would have that perspective, it would change our attitude about our work and change our activity in our work. We realize as Christians that when we go to work, we are missionaries on the mission field. You know, all around us, we find people who don't know God, who don't love God, who are not living for God. And we may we may be thinking, well, I can't wait to get to church on Sunday so I can be around Christians and I have to be around these people. But the truth of the matter is, God has placed us there in the lives of those individuals so we can make a difference for good and make a difference for God. And we can only do that if we're at our very best when we go to work. Yeah, I know a lot of times people will say, man, I really wish I worked at church and I wouldn't have to deal with difficult people. And it doesn't work that way, but we got to really see ourselves as, as in a position that God wants to use us. Now, to be honest, sometimes the workplace is the most difficult area of our lives. There are lots of reasons for it. Some of, some of that's because of the work that is required of us. Some of it's because of the hours that it takes to accomplish what we've been assigned to accomplish. Some of it is because of the people that we have to deal with where we work. Have you ever, to deal with, have you ever had to deal with difficult people at work? Yeah, and I worked at church, so you can just imagine what it's like out in the world. Right. And so it's very difficult and very hard to maintain your focus as a Christian, maintain your composure, and really be uh, used by God to make a difference. But God has called us to make a difference not just in our homes, not just in our church, and not just in the world at large, but also where we work. And so I think that's a challenge that I would love to see uh, all Christians embrace in their lives. So why is it that we should want to have a healthy you know, work life? Why should we even want to get this right? Because, again, that's the place where we perhaps can make the biggest difference for good and for God in our world. That's the place where we can be a vibrant witness for the Lord. That's the place where we can share a testimony with others. That's the place where we can build relationships to help connect people to Jesus Christ and to the church. That's the place where at work, at work where we can live out the values that we learn in church from the Bible, uh, in our small groups, those kinds of things. So work is an important arena of a Christian's life. Now we're talking about what it takes to really have a healthy life in our career and work. I mean, we got to be healthy in every area and that's one of them. What are some things that we need to understand about what it's going to take in order for us to, to really have a strong work life? Well, one of the things I think we have to do is we have to be focused on giving our best where we work. 
The Apostle Paul said in Colossians 3, 23 and 24, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you are serving is Christ. And in those words, it seemed like Paul was saying, when you go to work, uh, again, you got to imagine you're working for God and you always want to give God your very best. So if we want to give our best, I mean, let's break that down. What does that involve if we're really going to give our best? I think it involves showing up to work on time. Mm. Uh, it involves working the entire time that we're being paid for rather than wasting away our time looking at social media, texting, making phone calls, watching uh, television or some other kind of thing. I think it means uh, really learning how to do our job effectively. Uh, educating ourselves about how we can conduct ourselves uh, in the best possible way in the kind of career that we're involved in. And there are other things as well, but I, I think we've got to go with a mindset that, that nothing less than our best is acceptable when we go to work. Mm. I think that's the, the mentality that makes it a part of our worship, too. It's really like, man, this is a way that I'm going to honor God by giving my best and what the opportunities he's given me. Have you ever had to work with someone who didn't give their best, who, who was lazy in their life? Yeah, it's almost the worst because then you feel like, man, i got to give my best and your best because you're not contributing what you need to contribute. Yeah, one guy told me, he said, I'm not lazy. I just enjoy really doing nothing. <laughs> and, and so, I, But I bet people didn't enjoy working with him. So we've got to we've got to give our best. One way we can give our best is really being conscientious in our work. Uh, you know, the Bible talks about how when we work, we are to we are to obey our supervisors or bosses with deep respect, serve them sincerely as we would serve Christ, and and the whole connotation of that is that. When we go to work, we're to be giving the very best that we have. We're to, we're to be giving the best of our time, our talents, our abilities, our intellect, all those kinds of things. And we're to be doing so with a respectful attitude as well. Mm. So we need to be conscientious. Yeah, and sometimes that's a hard thing to do, particularly considering the environment, but we need to be. We also need to be real consistent in what we do. Paul wrote in Ephesians 6.6, 6, uh, when you're working for someone, try to please them. Uh, not just when they're watching you. Slaves of Christ, do the will of God with all your heart. And in, in that, he was just kind of communicating to us that that we not only are to work hard when the boss is watching, but we're to be working hard all the time. We're to be working hard consistently. Yeah, it's almost you got to have that mentality of, I work well without needing to be supervised. Yes, yeah, estimated that the average worker spends four and a half hours per week not doing any work-related task on company time. That's a tenth of their work week. Uh, that's uh, that's called Some people call that time theft. And uh, some people manipulate the clocking in, clocking out system, whereby they get paid for hours they really don't work. Some people have mobile jobs where it's easy to take a long lunch or make a lot of unnecessary stops. And then there are smartphones and video games and YouTube. The thing is, is that all those kinds of things, when, we, when we're, uh, work, when we're uh, implementing those kind of non, uh, non-effective activities into our lives, we're robbing our employer, we're robbing God of a good testimony. And so we need to be focused on working conscientiously and working consistently. So we're talking about giving our best at work. We're talking about having the kind of work life that really honors God and brings great glory and honor to him. And we've really like kind of broke down what it means to give our best. What else do we need to understand about walking with the Lord where we work? Well, you know, we talk a lot in the church about getting direction from the Lord and how to lead your family, getting direction from God, how to serve him in ministry. But I think we also need to really seek God's direction 
uh, in our work area as well, and and where God wants us to work, uh, what kind of job God wants us to have, uh, how we can move up in our careers, those kinds of things. I think a lot of people, a lot of Christians, disassociate the work life from the rest of their Christian life. When and they would say, well, in the rest of my life, I need to be led by the Lord. But in your work life, you need to receive direction from the Lord as well. So this comes to man: Should I take this job or that job? Right. Should I go out and start my own business? Should I, um, you know? try to take this position of advancement? Should I get transferred and move over here? Mm-hmm. All of these kinds of things are things that we should be seeking the Lord on. Because it's like two Christians, they'll pray about a job. One pays 40000 and one pays 50000 Well, it must be the one that's 50000 But that's not always the case. That's not always the case. I've seen people have great opportunities presented before them, but when they prayed about it, God said no. And later on, they were glad that God said no. I remember in my own life, uh, when, I was, uh, when I was in the business world, and I was, I was praying about leaving the business world to become a pastor. You know, my boss threw all kind of sums of money at me to get me to stay. And he said, if you'll do this, this is how much we'll pay you. And, and I was tempted, honestly, because of the amounts of the money. But when I prayed and talked to the Lord, it was very clear to me God wanted me to exit the business world and become a pastor. But, I, you know, sometimes God wants people to exit the ministry world and, become, and get in business so they right. can have a greater influence. And so the thing is, you got to be able to hear from God if you're going to be uh, an effective worker in the kingdom of God. you got to be able to hear from God if you're going to be effective where you work in the world. So it's almost like people put their lives in categories and then they take the work category and say, well, God doesn't have to be any part of that. So they're not worried about being a witness for him. They're not worried about seeking his will. They're not worried about trying to bring him glory and honor there. But that's an integral part of having a whole Christian life. Right. And as you hear from God, it enables you to make better decisions for the better decisions for your life, better decisions for your career, better decisions for your family, better decisions for for every part of your life. It says in Psalm 37, 3, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail in, in, of their lives. It says in Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. And again, that those verses are appropriate not just for our relationship life and our spiritual life, but also for our vocational life as well. So let's say a person's listening today and they really didn't seek God's direction and they made a bad decision and they're in a spot right now yeah, that, that they happens. really don't feel like God God wants them to be in. What counsel or advice would you give them at this point? Well, I would advise them to spend a lot of time in prayer, to journal, write down what they hear the Lord saying to them, to talk with a mature Christian, get counsel from a mature Christian leader or a pastor, and, and then I, I encourage them just to just to seek to listen to the Lord, listen for direction from the Lord. Too often, uh, our prayer time really is about us telling God what we need or telling God what we want. When the truth of the matter is, the majority of our prayer time ought to be listening to the voice of the Lord so He can tell us what direction to take, what job to pursue, uh, what career to be a part of, all those uh, important aspects of our life. So we're talking uh, this week about the importance of getting healthy in our place of work and in the way we, we operate ourselves as employees or employers or business owners or managers or whatever we are. We've talked about the importance of really giving our best to God and receiving direction from the Lord. What else do we need to understand about really honoring God in our work life? Well, in speaking to Christians, I tell them to always stay more focused on the blesser who is God than the blessing they receive from Him. Mm. You know, a lot of people... Uh, as they begin their vocational lives, they're committed Christians. They're fervent followers of Jesus Christ. They're committed to living for the Lord. They're committed to serving the Lord. They're committed to giving a tithe of their income to the Lord. I mean, they are fervent followers of Christ. And the Lord blesses them because of that. They get opportunities that they never dreamed they would have. Their, Their business explodes. Their career takes off. And then they get so busy enjoying the blessings God has provided for them 
that they start to neglect their time with the Lord and start to neglect to, to serving the Lord. Hmm. So really it gets in the way because they start focused, whether it's on recognition or whether it's the return that's coming, they're not really just focused on, man, this is an opportunity for me to continue this pathway of living the blessed life of giving to others. Right. I think of a man one time who was making about $500 a week and he was tithing and ser- to the Lord and serving the work of the Lord. And the Lord blessed him and he started his own business and then he was making $5,000 a week. And uh, But he couldn't tithe on the $5,000 a week like he was tithing on the $500 a week. And, and he complained about it to his pastor. And the pastor said, well, I'll just pray the Lord put you back in the position so you can obey him. And again, mm-hmm. uh, well, the thing is, is that we can become enamored with blessings. All of us can become enamored right. with blessings. And so we got to remember, God is a source of our blessings. He's a source of uh, our prosperity, the Bible says. And if we're doing well where we are, it's because God's given us the intellect and the ability and the talents and the insight to do something well. We should, we must be careful not to forget the Lord. Yeah. So it's almost like people look at it as, if I have material blessings from God, it must mean that God is pleased with me. Not necessarily. Sometimes uh, people uh, really pursue their own direction. And they, they experience material blessing. The key is, are you, focus, are you focused on glorifying God in everything you do? Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 31, that everything we do should bring glory and honor to God. And so as God blesses someone in their career, in their job, uh, and they, they, they advance up the ladder, or they make more money, or they have more possessions, or whatever it takes place, they've got to keep remembering God is the, he's the, he's the one who's blessed me with all this, and I've got to keep him first in my life. And that's why Jesus said, uh, the very first commandment is this, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. In other words, that, that's got to be first and foremost all the time. And that's why Jesus also said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and God will take care of all the rest. Uh, we've got to keep that. We've got to always remember the Lord needs to be first and foremost, numero uno in our lives. So we got to make sure that it doesn't become the blessings of God or the things that God gives us. We keep our focus on the character of God, the presence of God, right. and making sure that we stay close as followers of God. And that we, and, and that we live lives that are pleasing to him. Uh, where we work, as well as when we're at church, as well as in the rest of our lives. That's so important to keep God first in, the, in our vocational lives as well as every other aspect of our lives. So we're talking about what it takes to really live for the Lord in our place of uh, work, whatever that is, wherever we find ourselves. And that doesn't matter whether you're a homemaker, it doesn't matter whether you're a business owner or a CEO or you're a, a custodian. Anywhere you're at, you got to honor the Lord with your, your life in the place that you work. What is some other things that we understand about the importance of making sure that we have healthy relationships in a, a situation at work? Well, you know, work, again, you mentioned earlier in the week that a third of our life is spent at work. And that's where a lot of our relationships are, good and bad. And I think we've got to make sure, uh, really make sure that our relationships at work uh, are godly. Our relationships at work are uh, are encouraging. But also we got to make sure, because there always will be conflict where we work, we've got to make sure that the relationship is more important than the conflict. So this is the the... the perspective and the idea that when you have challenges and issues with people at work, you still got to represent the Lord and do everything you can to make things right, to offer forgiveness, right. to try to try to right things that you made wrong, because we're still representing the Lord in these things. Right. And the Bible says, if at all possible, which means it's not always possible, but if all possible, be at peace with all men. And so, so when that person at work uh, smarts off, or when they say something critical or, or derogatory or when they come in with a chip on their shoulder and, and, and impact your attitude and all those kinds of things, we got to remember 
Relationships are more important than the situation, and we've got to seek to build a stronger relationship rather than rather than let a relationship go or even blow up a relationship. So you made the statement relationship uh, are more important than a situation. Break that down for me. Explain to me what that means. Well, I think uh, that doesn't mean you have to you can have to always choose relationship over what's right. It simply means that relationships need to be a top priority for us. And if possible, we need to work to be conciliatory and in our relationships. Again, at work, sometimes that's the hardest place to do that. In our family, we got to sooner or later reconcile with our family members hopefully we have to sooner or later reconcile with our family members same way with our friendships same way with our uh, fellow church members but at work man it's easy to write people off it's easy to say they're they're not i don't care about them they're not important to me but the truth of the matter is they are important to god and the way that we respond to them and the way that we communicate with them will will perhaps have a great impact on their willingness to uh, hear about jesus christ and perhaps surrender their lives to him right because if we have conflict with a person at work and it's unresolved then there's no way we're no way. ever going to positively impact them for Jesus Christ. Right. Now, again, that doesn't mean you don't stand up for what's right. Uh, you always have to stand up for what's right. You don't ever compromise your values to go along with the crowd. Um, but it does. But it means that you try to build relationships. You, again, we said at the very beginning of the week that we've got to see our workplaces as our mission fields. Every Christian is called to be a missionary for Christ. We're called to be witnesses for the Lord. Jesus said, you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And, and somewhere in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth is where we work. And right. we've got to be witnesses, fervent, faithful, faith-filled witnesses for the Lord because God has placed us there to make a difference. I think about Daniel, who was a... Uh, who was a government worker in two kingdoms, and yet God used him to make a difference in those two kingdoms, in the leadership of those kingdoms. He wants to use us to make a difference where we work as well. So somebody's listening to this, they're on their way into work today. Last thought, what's the one thing you want to say to them as they walk into work today? Pray hard before you walk through the office doors or, or talk to the job work site. Pray hard, ask God to uh, just, uh, just surrender everything to the Lord. Ask him to strengthen you and enable you to live out the value of Jesus Christ before the people that you work with. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Face to Face with Celebration Church. 